Welcome to another episode of the R Into Writer Show. I'm your host, Elizabeth Haynes. I'm a nurse and I used to be a freelance writer. And today I teach other nurses how to be freelance writers too. Actually, any type of healthcare professional whatsoever. Today on the show, we have a guest. Steve Marshall is a registered nurse who began working in healthcare in the late 80s. I salute you. He holds a bachelor's and a master of science degree, as well as a doctorate in nursing practice. He has worked in many clinical and leadership roles throughout his career, including emergency and intensive care, air and ground transport, that is cool, oncology and infectious disease. And Steve was instrumental in the COVID response in his area, overseeing multiple vaccine testing and infusion sites. Steve founded, I love this, Sea Doc Nurse Right, LLC, in February of 2023, with the goal of sharing his knowledge and experience with a broader audience. Welcome, Steve. Thank you, Beth. I'm glad to be here. Now, first thing, tell us, is your website also Sea Doc Nurse Right? Yes, it's SeaDocNurseRight.com. Perfect. So for the audience, the listeners will have that in the show notes or the description box on YouTube. So Steve came through our RN to Writer programs. I think you started with the Nurse to Writer Bridge, if I'm not mistaken, and then moved on to Get Paid Well to Write. I wonder if you would just tell the audience a little bit about your journey from being a clinician, which you still are, but also to being a successful writer. Sure. So back in February of this year, and even before that, I had seen ads on Facebook for the Nurse to Writer Bridge program, and they, as Facebook ads often do, they kept popping up in my feed, and eventually it got, the curiosity got the best of me, and I did enroll in the Nurse to Writer Bridge program, and I believe it was in my third week in that program that third or fourth week that I decided, hey, I think I want to go to the next step, which was the RN to Writer program. So I was actually dual enrolled at one point. I was completing the Nurse to Writer Bridge and doing the RN to Writer program and went through the course, uh, got my first few clips, and those took a little while, like the course says that they could. And then probably June of this year, when I got my first write, paid writing gigs, I had some some work with Next Avenue and also Seniors Guide. Both of those I found through, one was a letter of introduction, and actually both were letters of introduction. And currently, I have two contracts for anchor clients, one of which i found through a fellow LinkedIn user, a fellow writer there that didn't have the bandwidth to take this contract. And the most recent one that I started, I found they found me through my website through a Google search for what they were looking for. So it's it's been it's been really wild that how fast it has picked up and basically, you know, like you say in the course that there's there's plenty of work out there. And the, the LOIs is definitely a numbers game. I had sent out probably at least 60, if not more, before I got those first bites from the LOIs. But you keep sending them and eventually somebody will bite. So I, I I love your story because, um, as I had said to you before we started recording, 
your journey is much more typical for people who come through our programs. Like, you know, we have success stories on the website of people who, you know, skyrocketed their income in a month and a half, but that's not typical. And we're not trying to ever mislead people. You know, you said you started in February and by about July though, you were billing regularly and making some decent income. And I think that's really reasonable. And I, I like that you're willing to share that so that people know that it's doable. It's not get rich quick, um, but it's not it's not get rich slow. You know, you can make good money in a relatively short period of time and you're still working full time, right? Correct. I'm a nurse manager and I oversee six different clinics. Very cool. Well, speaking of making decent money at this, I know one of the things you wanted to talk about on the podcast which I think is a really good topic is like knowing your worth. Um, tell me, tell me what, tell me your thoughts or questions on this subject. I think the biggest challenge that I've had is knowing what to ask as far as rates, knowing what rates are reasonable and what rates are unreasonable. And I've had a few that, uh, there was one that I went through a process, had a couple of discovery phone calls with them. Everything looked like it was going really, really well. And then I was ghosted. And finally, I had reached out through several different avenues to the person that I had interviewed with. And, you know, she said, yeah, she said, we really liked, you know, we really liked what you were saying and what you could do for us. But you were too expensive. And for the they had asked for an hourly rate. And I had given them an hourly rate of 125, one of the numbers that you recommend in your course. And I base that on, you know, what I make full time. And then if it's going to make up for my full time income, you have to pay all your other benefits to yourself. Mm -hmm. They had actually found someone that would do it for $43 and 50 cents an hour. And I was like, well, you know, thank you for your consideration. I said, but that's, that's not a rate that, I would do. And I I had countered previously. I said, well, I've, I've got another that I do for 50, 50 cents a word. And, you know, they that one that even was too much for their for their budget. And I've had a couple of other calls where I've done the, you know, 50 cents a word and same same thing. They're like, well, that's kind of out of our budget. You know, we were thinking, you know, a thousand words for $200 or one was really crazy. It was 10,000 words for $300. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, uh, no, thank you. That's not definitely not what I'm looking for. I love it's, this. I love this topic because really what we're talking about here is pricing. Yes. And I have some really, um, in a certain way, off the wall ideas about pricing. Like the way I think about pricing, I don't think is common in the freelance industry, but I also think that the way I think about pricing is what enabled me to make four and $500 an hour as a writer, which is also not common in the industry. So, let me start by saying to, to you and to the whole audience, 
not every client is a good fit for our business. And that is fine. So if we find out somebody wants 10,000 words for $200, they're not a good fit for our business. And the sooner we can identify that, the sooner we can eliminate them and go prospect a better client. That's one thing. But also to me, I, um, I don't believe in the concepts of what's a reasonable price in terms of charging. I don't believe in the concept of a going rate for setting our rates. The secret to me is this. If we can articulate the value we bring to the client, we can charge whatever we want because they want the value we're articulating. Now, that's like a super advanced freelancing concept. That's not something that beginning writers can really do. Mm-hmm. Something that we learn over time. Um, I do think that we have to have a minimum standard for what we're willing to accept. If If we're allowing clients to offer us rates, we have to have a minimum of what we're willing to accept. And to me, for nurses or other clinicians who are writing, first of all, that's a big distinction because based on our knowledge base alone, we bring value, added value above and beyond writers who don't have our degree, license, certification, experience in healthcare. At a minimum, I tell I tell very beginning writers never accept less than 30 cents per word equivalent. But equivalent there is the key word because I think especially at the stage you're at, Steve, you need to think about project retainers. That's how we're able to charge four or $500 an hour because the client doesn't know we're charging four or $500 an hour because they're paying a flat monthly rate for, Mm -hmm. for a package of deliverables that hold value to them. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, it does. So it's this, you know, there's a couple of, we can do this with existing clients. I've done this many times where I was working on an ad hoc basis with a client. And I went to them and said, how would you feel if I gave you a proposal for a package of deliverables and I gave it to you at a discounted rate? Well, there's not a lot of people who are going to say no to that. But because I had been working with them on a on an assignment basis, I now had a good grasp of the time investment required to create content for them. So I'm able to bundle that up and give them a per piece discount that doesn't affect my hourly rate at all. In fact, it can elevate my hourly rate, my effective hourly rate. Gotcha. So that's how I think about 
the the pricing part or knowing your worth, I would say knowing your value as a writer. And this is also for the audience. We clinicians, or even if you don't have a license, but you have experience in healthcare, we should never ever compete on price with non-clinician writers. Non-clinician writers probably, well, like, like your example of they found a person who could do this work for $43 an hour. Well, that's great, but the work is not going to be as elevated as it would be if you were writing it. True. Because we have the insights that people who have never worked in healthcare don't have. That's what I mean when I say we have to be able to articulate our value to clients. We have to know what their goal is. Here's an example that I have used before in the coaching sessions. Um, I did quite a bit of work writing web pages for health systems. And those were all done through agencies. Um, but so I would be working on like um, service line pages for women's health, for example. Or a good example was bariatrics. I did a bariatrics service line one time. Um, and as part of that process, I needed to interview their doctors and their, you know, director and all that kind of stuff. And to, to glean the nuggets we were going to populate the webpage with, like, what, what are we going to put on here? The people who were in the department, whether it was nurse practitioners, physicians, administrators, they always wanted to tout like their technological advances. Like we use cutting edge technology to whatever, whatever, you know, we do, um, you know, at the time gastric bands were big. We do that and we have the most advanced one. And what I would say from the content creation side was, you know, that's great, and we'll make sure that's in there. But here's what I can tell you as a perioperative nurse, formerly. When I was pre-oping patients, almost the first question they would say to me is, where do we park? Is it free? Is it close to the facility? Can you give me a map? And then, like, once I have parked, how do I get in? These are the things patients want to know they don't really are they're not it's not that they're not concerned about the technology but it's very practical to patients and almost always those the administrators would be like really i'd say yes that we need this on the page as well in fact we might even want to lead with this we have valet parking right out front makes it a breeze to get through your procedure Right there, you're going to get patients when patient acquisition is your goal. Because they're going to say, I can't even find the parking information on like the University Health Center website. And I know that's going to be a nightmare because it's a university, but this place has good parking. Let's pick them. That's the kind of value 
that we bring from our insider knowledge. And when we can articulate that in a project proposal, then we can charge whatever we want. Gotcha. That sounds great. What kind of clients are you working with again? So I have one that I just started working with and I'm writing blogs for continuing education. And then I'll be writing some continuing education courses for them as well. And another, I'm doing articles a lot for senior living, the seniors guide, and I've written some for the National Council on Aging and some for Everyday Health. And then most recently, the same same person that I have the contract with, I've done some content for Market Watch, just some informational pieces for medical topics on Market Watch. Wow, that is cool. Yes. Are, and are, I, Go ahead. And I actually pitched a personal article about motorcycle riding to Next Avenue and they picked that up. So that's my first non, non-medical article that was picked up and published. I saw that. That was like an essay, really. Uh-huh. Yeah. That is nice. Um, you know, the more sort of income streams you can add as a freelancer, the more stable your business is. Because, yeah. because you know, clients come and go and cash flow ebbs and flows a little. Um, and so, you know, if one area of your business is kind of in a little bit of a lull, it's nice to have these other income streams like, well, let me see if I can place this essay that I've been working on. Yeah. I was curious to know with your content clients, are they um, are they giving you the goals for the stuff that you're writing? Like if when you're writing blog posts, do they tell you why they're publishing that content? Yes. That the blog post Basically, they give me the topic and then they'll they'll give me one or two questions and then two or three bullet points that they want to make sure is addressed in the blog post. For the longer articles that I've been writing for like the National Council on Aging, Everyday Health and Market Watch, I actually get a full outline. And so it's just basically fill in the fill in the full outline. So they know exactly they know I'm on the right track for exactly what they're looking for for the content. So and I find I, I like the outlines and then there's also some some freedom in doing it with just a few bullet points. So I like both of them. This is another like dirty secret of freelancing is so many nurses come into this and they they want to grab me by the throat and say, but you're not teaching me how to write a blog post. I don't know how to write that. I don't know how to write a web page. I don't, I don't, I don't. What am I going to do? And I say, but here's the thing. You don't really need to know because they're going to tell you like they're going to. And when they give you an outline or a template, it becomes like fill in the blanks and anyone can do that. Like um, not to diminish what we do because, you know, we still want to be eloquent or at least right to the voice and tone but i'm saying but that anyone can do that and that comes back to my point about why we have to constantly remind our clients no we have specialized knowledge and information that we can elevate this even more because none of these clients invest in this content in a vacuum there's a reason they're publishing it they either want to acquire more patients or they want to 
elevate their brand in the local community for the purpose of ultimately acquiring patients. They want to, um, they want a health system to choose their software for some purpose. Um, they want to increase their search rank on Google. There's always a goal involved. And the more we can know about the goal, the better we can make that value case for how we can serve them better than someone without our experience. Yeah, that's very true. So what else should we chat about, Steve? Let's see. Uh, I did have the discovery call that I have for the second contract was quite interesting because they wanted, once they had reviewed my site and they'd gone through some of the content that I had, they basically wanted me to dedicate the majority of my time for them. And they essentially doubled my per word rate that I was getting on my other contract. And hopefully that will, will open up doors to increase it even further. And it's several several posts a week is what it's looking to be. And then with my other other contract, this past week, I just did my invoices today and it was over $4,700 for the week. Wow, for the week. For the week. Not too shabby. So, no, and it, it was a lot of work, but it was, you know, it's, it's it's been pretty amazing that, you know, to be able to make that. And I know it's it's still at the lower end of what you can make as a, as a healthcare writer, but, you know, I think of my, my nursing career and, you know, 30 plus years and getting the raises of, you know, 2%, 3%, you know, sometimes 4% and the income just kind of slowly trickling up through the years. And then to see the potential that freelance writing can do. And it, it's like, you know, I tell people, the, my current leader, you know, he's like, what are you going to do with all this extra money it's like i'm gonna pay off my house early <laughs> right yeah. like who doesn't have bills yeah <laughs> yeah so, so i think that's been a, the amazing thing is is to see and when i say your worth it's you know being able to create a piece of content that somebody's willing to pay you more than a thousand dollars for that you know and you, and you think about you know everything that you've written in school and everything else and it's like there was no you know it was just it was just what you did and then now it's it's turned into an income stream that's uh, been been very lucrative so far. So I'm I'm very grateful to you and your courses because I probably never would have pursued it if I hadn't seen those initial ads on Facebook. So thank you. Very cool. How how are you finding the clients that pay at that level? I'm just curious because that's another question that we get a lot because there are a lot of low paying gigs out there. Yeah. It, the trick is finding the ones that aren't. And although you've had the experience too, where sometimes as you're going through the process, then you find out, oh, they don't pay well. Yeah. And so when you're, when you're looking, like you say, you'll find the ones that are, are lower paying. And I tried not to get stuck with a lower paying gig in lieu of continuing to search for something that was more lucrative. And I think that's where some people may get stuck. You know, they'll they'll work for the, you know, the 500, 600,000 word posts that are only paying $125 as as opposed to seeking out more. So I think the letters of introduction, 
networking on LinkedIn has helped a whole lot because I've, I've networked with a lot of other freelance writers and my experience with cardiology and critical care, they may not have that. So they may throw something my way and say, hey, is this something you might be interested in? And typically, you know, if they've been in the game for a couple of years, then those clients are the ones that are paying a little more than what you're getting just kind of kind of doing your LOIs. Mm-hmm. So tell me what what um, do you specialize in? particular subject matter clinically or are you writing just anything anybody wants so i'm writing pretty much what they what they want the the one client that does the national council on aging they do a lot of for for older material for older adults which you know as i'm in my 50s now i realize that i am an older adult and with their you know with their quantifiers so i was like well i could do some of that stuff and so I, I like I like pretty much writing anything and I love doing research. I've always loved doing research. So if it's something that I'm not that familiar with, I really love learning new things. And that's that's been really amazing to be able to do that and it p- be part of an income stream. And I finished um, article. I don't, I don't know if you've seen the post for it yet, but I finished a journal article for nursing management. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, that that was published this month. Now that was non-paid, but that's the first peer-reviewed journal article I've had, and I'm the only author. And it was on the um, the medication reconciliation in the ambulatory setting was my top, and I only went through one round of edits. And the person that was that helped get me in into that particular journal he said he went through he usually goes through two or three rounds of edits so I was I was pretty pleased that I was able to get published with that with only one round of edits well congratulations that's quite a coup anyway to have be in a peer-reviewed journal yeah um of course that that doesn't pay a lot of times you have to pay to get published because that's how the journals work but it's still such an accomplishment like you know so congratulations on that thank you um well, I think we're going to wrap it up now. Tell tell everyone again where they can find you online. Okay. So I am at cdocnursewrite.com, and it's S-E-E. And I'm also on Twitter, at docnursewrite. And then I have a LinkedIn post under my name, under Dr. Stephen E. Marshall. So I'm, I'm at any of those places. That's fantastic. Hopefully you'll get a lot of networking out of this. I sure appreciate your coming on and sharing your story and getting to chat a little about one of my favorite topics, which is value and pricing, because it's not um, it, it's not an easy topic. Like I'm a deep thinker, so I, I love to contemplate these sort of complex things that have they're multifaceted and there's no right or wrong either. I mean, people need to do what they need to do for themselves in terms of pricing, but to get value, your value up, there are definitely strategies you can do. And by the way, for the audience, a lot of the things we've talked about here today are the things we talk about in the Freelance Freedom membership that we now offer, um, which I personally personally coach six times a month. So if anybody's interested in that, they can check it out. Well, thank you again for coming, Steve. And to the audience, thank you for listening. This has been another episode of the RN to Writer Show. 
Again, I'm your host, Elizabeth Haynes, RN. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe and click the notifications on YouTube and follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Until next time, keep pitching.